Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and oh, what a circus. The art of the possible proves she is a diamond, but the actress hasn't learned the line you'd like to hear. I'd be surprisingly good for you, but on this night of a thousand stars at the charity concert, there's another suitcase in another hall. Perone's latest flame is high-flying, adored, but if... Ascendia Vita is on the balcony of the Casa Rosada and the money kept rolling in and out. A Walter Vita and Che says that you must love me. What's new, Buenos Aires? When the dice are rolling and the ladies got potential, then good night and thank you for the final broadcast. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Joining us today are the usual hello and goodbye rainbow highs, including Kevin, a cinnamon where, sorry, it's 26 July 1952, Jager. that subtle nickname i've had since i was a child yeah it's crazy how that is your nick i mean when i met you that's how you introduced yourself i did and you said that's quite a moniker and then we became friends yeah and like i wake up in the middle of the night and like start screaming a cinnamon buenos aires 26 july 1952 and you were in the room next to me so you would be like what what do you need and and what do you need because that's my name yeah Um, exactly P.S. Um, I also, real quick, I have a story to say as soon as you've introduced everybody else. Really? Okay, quick. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Kimberly, our Rainbow Tour game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. I like that one. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and with us today are two guests whose cabarets you've 100% seen or at least seen a flyer from the duplex <laughs> to Club Coming to Province Sounds Art House and the Green Room 42. They've played all the spots. Let's give a big broad-waisted welcome to friends of the show. Friends of the show. 
Ben Ribblehour and Daniel Nolan. You're ready for this? Oh I love God, it. Ben. Thank you guys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, uh, that ran too long. This is the end of our episode. Thank you so much. For- <laughs> no, seriously. Thank you too for so much for joining us. Ben, you're returning guest. Daniel, you're new. We're super excited to have you both here today to talk about your show and a ton of other things. But before we start with anything, uh, Kevin, you had a story. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, I hate to jump in with a crazy story, but because you did Avita for our opening today, um, I I have an intern at my job who loves theater and is so excited, but like doesn't know a lot about it because he's a straight boy who's been working in sports ball. And then he was like, Oh, I want to do entertainment, but like theater's cool. So like he's learning all this stuff from me. Um, and he for some reason somebody made a joke about like Patty Lapone and did the Avita arms. <laughs> and he was like, Is that an elf of a thing? And we were oh, like, Oh boy. No, that's wow. we were like, No, that's Avita. And he goes, Oh, the Madonna movie? And I was like, no! So we made him listen to Don't Cry For Me Argentina by Patty. And he was like, he had his headphones on and he pulls his headphones off. He's like, she's so good. And I was like, that's literally an understatement. Keep listening. But then he was was like, and then at the end, he was like, that's great. Did Madonna sing it that high? And I was like, no, she did not. Are you sure he's straight? Uh, His he has a brother who's in musical theater who is mm. uh, who has been helping him with that kind of stuff. It's euphemistic sounds like. But I was very proud of him. <laughs> yeah, I was very proud. You've of got him. a brother in musical theater too, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but I was very proud of him today for learning who Patty Lapone and Avita are. I'm proud of him for saying, I don't think Madonna sang it in that key, girl. Yes, I know. (laughs) He went to everybody. She's pretty good. Like you were, like you didn't know. We were not aware. You're right, everyone. (laughs) You know where you work, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. Also, that album's from the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's good I don't know though Because he also likes a band Called like Imaginary Dragons And so like I'm questionable here Oh yeah I've, I've, I've heard of them Yeah straight boys love Imagine Dragons Right yeah. Is that true? Uh, I don't I don't love or hate them I'm indifferent about them So um, I, I I have no opinion On Imagine Dragons I like fantasy stuff In general um, mm. But uh, you know, Imagine Dragons doesn't really Imagine fit Dragons that into that. Fantasy. Well, Brian, you do have a you do have a very um, uh, I, can, I can't think of his name, but uh, Game of Thrones, like the is it Kit or is it John Kit Harrington? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you have a very that look to you. Oh, Thank you. Shit. I never saw that before, but far. now that Daniel has said that, Brian, our relationship has changed. <laughs> Costume. <laughs> I, I did go to Comic Con as Jon Snow a couple years ago. So Jon Snow, pictures. yes, yes. I would like I would like to see those if you don't mind. <laughs> yes. Sure, sure. <laughs> Just drop them in the chat right here if you Yeah, can. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we start every episode with what are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> Um, uh, Kevin, why don't you start? I'm going to start because I have something fancy. Um, so I am drinking Keeper's Heart Irish Whiskey. Ooh. Um, it is delish. And, um, it was a, uh, St. Patrick's Day thing that I didn't actually end up opening because I was out. And so it's like my St. Patrick's Day all the time kind of drink. Um, I'm just drinking it. In this little mug here that I chilled 
So um, oh. it's a chilled coffee cup with whiskey in it. <laughs> <Bizarre>. <laughs> coffee cup. So <laughs> just, I admire you for, for waiting over two weeks to break into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, Very impressive. Yeah, I was. Uh, no way that was done on purpose. It was not done on purpose. <laughs> I just refound the ba- like the bottle. It was like in uh, refound, so, <laughs> <a> refound. <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah, I'm I'm just sipping on some tequila in a in a rocks glass. Uh, Kimberly, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Jack's Hard Cider that Ooh. I purchased mostly um, for a braised cabbage and sausage recipe that I make a lot. Um, but it turns out I really like this one, and so I might have to buy another six-pack before <laughs> I make this dinner. Um, Boy, I love that you cook with that. That's so uh, that's so fancy. Yeah, really just this one recipe. Oh, and I have a chicken recipe, too, where you stick um, the can mm. inside the chicken. Oh, <laughs> my. <laughs> So, so you can do it with beer, but I can't drink beer, so I use <laughs> cider, and it's very good. It's a very talented chicken. <laughs> oh, <God>. I say, <laughs> um, I couldn't, couldn't face a chicken. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, I am drinking out of my uh, Hello Dolly souvenir <laughs> rocks glass. Yes. Uh, yes, just a little vodka soda with lime. Who is your Dolly? Obviously, was it Bet? You mean who do I see? Yes. Uh, I saw all of them except uh, Betty Buckley. Oh, well done. Yeah. Well ben, done. I think Ben saw all of them. All of them, yeah. Including Miss Carol Channing. I was going to say my favorite bitchy comment is, you know who my favorite was? Carol Channing. <laughs> <laughs> and you win automatically no matter what. Did you see the Carolee tour as well? Yeah, we went yes. to Hartford for her. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. She good. She, she was, great. but Love it's her. really a show about like celebrity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Daniel and I gave her the full gay entrance applause, and mm. we were we were the, the only only ones. ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's like, not a really good point. right there with you because it, it was in Hartford. I mean, obviously in 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 New York City, among certain circles, Carolee is a star. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. No, even af- to the point where after we saw the show, we went backstage to say hello to Carolee and all the chorus boys were like, oh, we, we loved you guys during the show. You guys clapped for Carolee every song. We like, <laughs> 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 really that show like, is like built for all of that extra applause. Like it's like yeah. built into the blocking. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. so you did so your like, part. You read your lines. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> you allowed waiter number three to do his double batma off stage because he had that extra <laughs> bit of music, and he appreciates you in Hartford, Hennepin, and Hampshire. <laughs> Kevin, okay. can you describe what you think a double batma is? I was, I was impressed. I was saying at all. I was just going to ask that question. What, um, what does what it mean it to double a batma? Okay, so it it you know how like when you double a pirouette you spin multiple times when you twice one might say. <laughs> correct <laughs> when you when you double a bat ma that's when you do like two leaps like jump two. jump mm-hmm. so you take what is usually a kick and you make it a leap correct because is what you mean. It's just mathematics, Kimberly. I can't just explain it to you. When you when you double a kick, it becomes two leaps. Sure, 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 sure. I've never heard that. 
but I am so, not a dancer. And I have it sounds like a pastry. Well, I was gonna think yeah. it, it sounds. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like uh, like an AI Sophia Petrillo, you know, bot ma. Sophia. <laughs> 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 Sorry, this this vodka tonic. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. So that's how it works. <laughs> Great. Um, so my question for you is, Ben, you've been on the show, but I'm sure your answer changes every day. And Dan, I want to hear your answer. What's your favorite musical? Mm. Well, God, after that introduction you gave, I would have to say Sweeney Todd. No, um, I, I, I always, I mean, I, there are so many musicals that I love so much in my top 11 or 14 or whatever my desert island is. But mm -hmm. I think if there's a gun to my head, I will always have to go with Evita. It made me gay. Mm. Sure. Do you, do you have like categories in your head like favorite this musical favorite that musical and of those do some float to the top for you when that question is asked um i don't think i really do have categories no i think that like there's just there's uh, like there, there's the ones that i just love so much um and then there's the ones that i like love almost as much but on some days i love more so then i kind of struggle it's like, I feel like in my heart of hearts, it's like, uh, like Evita and um, uh, Gypsy and Fiddler on the Roof and Falsettos and like Company and Hedwig. And then like the tier below that is like Sweeney Todd and like Hamilton and like, um, I don't know. Then I'm just like, and Sunday in the Park with George and Follies and Ragtime and, you know, um, I don't know. There's so many wonderful musicals in the world. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. I'm, I'm getting old now. So whatever, whatever titles I can remember, that's, I don't have my Liza Minnelli cue cards. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, what about you? What, uh, what, what pops to the top for you? Um, I mean, the first one I have that just immediately comes to mind is into the woods. I mean, that's the show I've probably listened to the most. I've watched the most. Um, I know the best. And that is one that just brings me great comfort. And it, it, it would be like my desert island disc, you know, one I would take with me. Um, so, yeah, I would say Into the Woods also up there, you know, is Little Shop. Uh, I love Light in the Piazza. I love um, um, uh, Funny Girl, of course, mm. although maybe not this recent one, although I'm not going to not going to say anything mean. Um, and uh, what would my last one be? Like maybe Les Mis. I mean, Les Mis was also a big show for me when I was little. Sure. Can I, can I ask an into the woods question? Mm -hmm. Do you, are you a purist with like, no one is alone that you wanted to end without like a finish or do you want it? Like how like the, the revival cast album had Laura Bonanti sing like the final line, even though it's never sung in the show. Does anybody, um, do you get, do you get what I mean? I don't think like, I, I don't know the revival album too well. What, so what did like, they add to it? So at the end of No One Is Alone, they sing like someone is on your side. And then mm -hmm. before they can sing the final, like no one is alone, the giant comes in. So the song is interrupted. Mm. So there is no ending to that song on the original cast album. But in the revival, even though it never happens for the actual album, they have her sing an ending of the song to give it an end to the track. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I like it. And I like a little button on it. You know, I like an ending. 
Um, but I will say, Ben and I have talked about this a lot. It is kind of weird, the end uh, of that second act, how there's so many just like moving ballads in a row. I feel like, <laughs> you know, No One Is Alone is definitely my favorite, but, you know, there's no more and then children will listen. It's just like, it, it kind of robs No One Is Alone of its power. Uh, but with that said, I still, it's still my favorite show and I love it a lot. That's super true. No, those two things can't be true at the same time. <laughs> My favorite musical, Evita, is dramaturgically perfect. <laughs> everyone's favorite show, like everyone has like all of their arguments for their favorite show. Like, I know this is a problem, but it doesn't matter. Like, I know. 100%. I know. <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, Sondheim yeah. has many, many more perfect shows, but uh, Into the Woods is definitely, you know, my, my favorite. Amen. Absolutely. Have you, you yeah, that's what, um, Kimberly or Kevin, do you have categories in your head? Does yours fluctuate? Cause like, I kind of know yours because we've done it so much, but like, I never really asked that type of question. It like fluctuates around. I feel like I always have like a favorite one that I'm like listening to in the moment. And then like old favorites, like Sunday is just always my favorite, but like, Sometimes I'm just like binging one album for a whole week and then I'll get bored and then I will move on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about you, Kevin? I would say I'm the same just because like I, the way I listen to new shows that I like is I like obsessively listen to them until like I've memorized the entire thing and then it's in my brain and then I like move on and find a new show. Um, So like, I definitely have like the favorite that I'm learning at the moment. And then, um, I have categories for sure in my head of like my favorite new musical, my favorite classic musical, my favorite like uh, jukebox musical, my favorite like mm. funny musical, my favorite dramatic musical. Like I definitely have like those kind of things that I, I mean, I categorize everything in my sure. head and in my life. So I definitely like go hardcore on the categorizing. Cause like, I love me some musicals. So here's a question for everyone. I'm like very into this line of questioning right now. How you, we all mentioned our favorite musicals. How often are you real? They're your favorite musicals, but how often are you actually like listening to them, revisiting them like on a regular basis? Um, just, just curious. Uh, I, I don't know the answer in terms of even myself. I, I don't really listen to my favorite musicals that much. Um, but I'm just curious. When I do, it means something more to me because I have, I've been away from Don Quixote for a bit. I've been away from Horton for a bit. Like what are, what are some of you, like, what are, what's the, what's, how often are you listening to those? I do really feel like Seussical and Man of La Mancha are the musicals that a straight person would listen to. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> they, uh, I have, I have, I, yes, 100% true. Um, I also, there's also nostalgia associated with them. So I'm, oh, and now sure, I'm thinking yeah. to myself, like, I think Fiddler on the Roof would probably be one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a straight gay, uh, excuse me, a straight Jewish person. Um, First of all, no, no Jew is truly straight. But, um, <laughs> yeah. and, but I mean, Fiddler on the Roof is just the best. It's just yeah. so good. So I guess my open question to everybody is like, how often are you listening to your favorite musicals? Not a lot. Yeah. I don't listen to musicals, really. I mean, I did so obsessively until I was like... Uh, like 21 and Mm -hmm. what else happened when I was 21? Oh, right. I really started drinking. Um, And I just, (laughs) um, I, but I really listened to, um, I listen. a lot of show tunes will come up when I'm listening to like my ladies singers. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but mm-hmm. I, it's very rare. Like even new musicals that I've really liked, like Hamilton, like I've probably listened to Hamilton less than I've listened to like the Goodbye Girl, even though like <laughs> the Goodbye Girl is sure. not good, you know. <laughs> sure. But it's right. just from the era when I was like putting the tape. I would copy the CD onto a tape so I could play the tape in my car and listen to it constantly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, uh, you know, my favorites, I've just listened to so much throughout my childhood and throughout my life that now it's just like, I don't really feel the need to like revisit them again. Uh, sure. Unless I'm like showing someone like, you know, the, the, the tape performance of into the woods. But with that said, I will always see these shows no matter where they're being performed, you know, um, every now and then there is, there is a new musical that I get really into. Like I was loving, uh, after seeing Dear Evan Hansen, I was really into that score and I listened to that a lot. Mm-hmm. The band's visit, I really, uh, enjoyed. Um, but like, like Ben saying, I mean, I'm, I'm very playlist oriented. So you know, if I like a song from a certain, yeah. it's rare I listen to an, a whole album start to finish show tunes. But if I like a certain song from a musical, I will put it in one of my themed show tunes mm. playlists. And so when I'm, or cool. in my like morning getting ready playlist or my mm. drinking playlist, whatever. And then I will, you know, listen to it in that context where it really uh, uh, provides me what I need in that moment. So here's a question that I thought of during this, and this will end this kind of line of questioning. I'm just very into this. We don't, we don't talk about this stuff a lot. We kind of like, we kind of like talk about what's your musical and then like move on. But so here's a question. Do, do you think that what we just talked about here was nostalgia is associated with a lot of our favorite musicals. Do you think that a person we could, let's just pick 13 or 14, something like that. Do you think a person can, can something newer become your absolute favorite and compete with the nostalgia? Like, mm. like I, I, the example I sometimes use is if again, a straight boy reference, if you see star Wars before a certain age, it's, you're going to love it. If you see star Wars after a certain age, it's mm. just like a, a, a weird sci-fi fantasy movie. Like you, you attach yourself to it, but like, like, like I, I have not seen a musical in the past maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 years that was well, not 30, but like 20 years that like, I love them, but they're not my favorite. Like they, mm-hmm. they never will because they can't compete with that. Do you believe that there is room for that to actually happen? Or do you think that nostalgia kind of locks it in because you are emotionally attached to it in certain ways? I think for me, uh, a musical is very specific because like I'm still finding like books and and movies and and you know recording artists or or bands that I love and you know some of my favorite uh, books that I would I would count as my favorite books or movies I've seen in the past you know five or ten years. Whereas I think a musical like the experience of seeing a musical for the first time and really discovering that is so unique in that process, especially someone like me who's from Oklahoma, you know, and it didn't really have access to Broadway in the mm-hmm. same. Uh, in the same sense that I do now, it's like, you know, uh, discovering that there is a such thing as Broadway and there are musicals and and there are these cast recordings that you listen to without quite knowing what's going on and without having seen it. And then, you know, maybe you catch a tour here and there, and then you finally take your big Broadway trip in high school or college. And, and it just becomes this, uh, like kind of really special like process. That's kind of a slow build. Uh, and so I think that, 
gives it a little more weight than other types of media. Mm. Um, so I think in answer to your question, I'm, I'm with like you, I have all my favorite musicals that I, you know, uh, rattled off earlier are all ones I discovered very young and have, have a very special place in my heart. Sure. That's a beautiful answer. Even musicals. I mean, I feel the same way. I do think there's probably room for some new things to get in, but it's a much higher bar. Whereas I loved a lot of crappy shows when I was a kid and even shows that I hated when I was a kid and talked so much smack about like Miss Saigon and cats. Mm. I thought I was so cool. Cause I would listen to forbidden Broadway and make fun of the banality of the lyrics. And I just thought I was like, <laughs> you know, sitting in a cafe somewhere with Hal and Steve just being brilliant. <laughs> but now the revival of cats, I saw three times the revival of Miss Saigon. I saw it twice and I am just like all in like, I'm sure. just, so I have nostalgia even for things that I was like, thought I was above the first time around. Sure. Mm. That's a, I love that. Kevin. New shows now like can be your favorite show for like a week. Yeah. Like I think mm, like yes. when I like first listened to Hades Town and like saw Hades Town, I was like, I think this is my new favorite show. And then like a week later, I was just like, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but all my oldies, like, there's just something about like the CD you wore out when you were 15 that will just never be compared to because it is so easy to like pull a track onto a playlist now and you're not attached to like the full thing. I heard like someone at work was playing elaborate lives today. And I just like was transported into the full album, like Mm. in my car when Mm. I was 14 years old. And I was just like, this is a good show. I want to listen to this now. And there are some shows where like, I could tell you two songs because I saw the show and then only listen to those two songs. Mm-hmm. There's no I experience mean, like putting your pencil in the guys and dolls cassette tape and trying to make <laughs> sure that it's <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and also, uh, I, I know Ben's the same way, but like you know, I love a lot of uh, just vocalists and and a lot of especially lady vocalists who will sing a bunch of these type of songs on their on their studio albums, and and I think it's again, it's hard for me to really. Uh, to use our word, appreciate these these current shows as much because there's not as much history and like there's not like all mm-hmm. these different cover versions that I also have in my playlists and sure you know like with Into the Woods or Funny Girl I'm like oh you know I love Into the Woods but my favorite version of No One Is Alone is you know uh, Judy Collins or whoever and um, and so there is that also an entire different realm of exploration that I've done with uh, these songs and the scores. Although, you know, it's funny, even when there are the other versions, it still doesn't make, like I saw Waitress on Broadway with the original cast and I loved it. I had never heard Sarah Bareilles' music before. I'd never seen the movie. I was like, this Mm. is fucking fabulous. These three women are so perfect and fabulous in their roles. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan for life. And I've never listened to anything other than every single cover version of She Used to Be Mine, which I have obsessively listened to. And I know the different riffs from Shoshana Mm. to Heather Headley to Sarah to Jesse. I mean, it's like, and yet I still have never been like, why don't I listen to the cast recording the rest of it? It's Yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) But it's like too easy. When I was in high school and I only had the $13, just enough to buy 
the CD mm. and I had to choose carefully which CD I would buy because that meant I couldn't listen to the one I didn't buy for another week or month or however long. And, and then I would really just lean into that, you know, um, and that sure. I think in a way uh, was better, but you know. Kevin, don't you guys miss that? Oh, oh sorry. Well, I was going to say, yes. don't you guys miss that? Like, like going to the store and finding a CD to buy and then just like wearing it out. Like that's something Absolutely. that's so like not a thing anymore. Do you have like I, a CD that you like found like on your own that you like love? I mean, one of those like store trips. I have yeah, like, like Sam Goody. I mean, mine was de- mine was super gay. I mean, it was like the Titanic soundtrack or something, which was right after that was like the first like real uh you know, grown up movie experience I'd had where I was really moved by a film for the first time. And I, I found that CD in like Sam Goody or whatever. And I, and I was so happy with myself. Yeah. I remember being in an FYE and I like was going through all the cast album things and there's one copy of the secret garden. Uh, and I was just like, I've never heard this. And oh, I like, love that. That was my weekend. That's a secret. Um, yeah. Kevin, you were going to say something. Oh, I, I agree with everybody, but I was going to say the one thing I was going to add is like, for example, one of a show that I would call one of my favorite shows that I would say is something I saw as an adult um, would be uh, Fun Home. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say that like the way that that show is able to reach the height of where I keep the other ones that have so much nostalgia is because being in that theater, like what happened with that show, how it was written and then performed, it like hit a nerve of something deep inside me. And like something that I think like a lot of like gay men my age, when I saw it were processing, like when you're in your mid twenties into your thirties, you're kind of like, okay, like we got past the whole coming out part. We got past the like, um, the like fun. Ooh, this is a new like candy shop of, doing this stuff part uh, and then you're kind of like okay so now like i'm living and existing as a gay man so like watching that show and seeing that experience for people like on like in the lgbtq uh, community definitely like hit a real strong nerve with me so i feel like if it's not going to have the nostalgia it has to hit something at the yeah. core of you mm-hmm. that like really Cause like, I felt the same way about next to normal when I first saw it, I was like, this is one of my favorite shows. It's so impactful. And then as I got away from it a bit from like the like hype and the having seen the big people do it, you're kind of like, it's a good show, but like, I don't find myself rushing to experience it again and again. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really interesting because you're almost like creating new nostalgia because you're emotionally attaching or latching onto it in totally. terms of like, you know, if the substance of the show really affects you um, or if you're going through something on. So it's I feel like it's two ways. One way is that the show is presenting something to you that you're really attaching to because you have a very deep connection to it, whether it's something like Fun Home or, or something else. Um, and the second way is maybe you're going through something like I remember shows vividly because I was emotionally going through something and just even if it wasn't the two and a half hours, but one second from one performance, like I will say that like X show is one of my absolute favorites because of the moment that I had with it, not because the show is great. And I think those are just different versions of nostalgia in some ways. Totally. Yeah. that. I mean, I I saw like the closing matinee of bells are ringing the faith prince, uh, the Tina Landau revival starring. Yes. And that was a widely panned production. 
Um, but it was a musical that I somewhat knew the score to from uh, just being such a nerd in like high school. And now mm-hmm. I was an adult living in New York. And, uh, but I'd seen Faith in Guys and Dolls and been a fan. And it was the first closing I'd ever been to on Broadway. And it had that closing energy. And I just remember how I felt Mm -hmm. watching that. And so in my mind, it was like this Broadway highlight, even though it was like ultimately something that most people were not that uh, Mm -hmm. fond of. Yeah. And when Daniel and I did a podcast episode about the movie Bells Are Ringing with iconic Judy Holiday, Mm -hmm. I was just like sitting there while Daniel was like, this is crap. This is stupid. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, that's another good point, too. Like, do you associate your favorite musical with your favorite production of that? Like, like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's a whole nother category that we haven't even, like, opened that box mm. a little bit in terms of, like, I love Men of La Mancha, but I will take the Richard... Uh, but, but the Richard Kiley version is the one that I love. I don't love the Brian Stokes Mitchell one, even though I love that show, but I yeah. love the Kylie one because of the recording, obviously I've never seen it, but I saw the other one in person, but like, it's, it's it, like versions it's, of a show. It's fascinating. It depends though. It's like, you know, like I, I, you know, Daniel said earlier um, about uh, shows that you'll always go see different productions of. And I, yeah. I generally feel that way. Like when people are like, Oh, do we need another gypsy revival? I'm like, yes, we need all the gypsy revivals, you know? Sure. Uh, Let me see I, everyone do it. If she I thinks she can do it, I want to see it. it. Well, that's, I think that's hand, a, I did not go see the revival of ragtime um, mm-hmm. where I was just like, <clears throat> I saw the original production four times when I had first moved to New York city. I really, 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 really loved it. Just on paper, this production was turning me away, uh, turning me off rather. And so I was like, mm, I'm going to skip it. And I sort of regret that now, not because I think I was wrong about that production, but because I just, um, I'm like, well, are you proud of yourself? You, now you haven't seen Ragtime in 20 years, you know? Mm. Well, yeah. I guess some of the best shows, some of the best shows, like on paper, you can see over and over again because they leave so much room for the 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 creative team and the actors, like a gypsy, mm-hmm. like a um, like a Sunday in the Park with George, even a Sweeney Todd, like which we've I, mean, I know I just named many a uh, uh, Sondheim musical, but Not like for nothing, yeah, yeah. But I think that there's you know some there, there's 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 things in there. Um, mm. But you did previously mention that the Bells Are Ringing revival was was panned. Do you know what else has been panned here on Broadway, Sid? Tuesdays in, in the corner, the corner with Kevin. Kevin's corner. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was a Gorgeous. stunning transition. And I gave you beautiful vocals. So. It was a, uh, what did you call it? A, uh, a, 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 a gruff B. Arthur? No, yeah, a, a husky. A husky B. Arthur. <laughs> a husky B. Arthur. That was, that was Vera Charles in all her glory. <laughs> so welcome to Kevin's Corner, which is my corner where I get to do whatever I want during the show because it's my little corner in my own little chair. So we get to talk about whatever I want. So, um, do you guys like? Are you? Do you know like classic Disney animation? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Do you know like Looney Tunes animation? Then yeah, a little bit. Are you an animation fan? 
Yeah. I am with animation. Well, I was going to say I'm the way Brian is with Imagine Dragons, but then I think he actually missed the boat on that. So I, I, I'm a fan. <laughs> okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to pick a, either a classic Disney movie or a classic like cartoon show, and you are going to cast that entire show as if it was a new Broadway musical. Wow, I love this. So... For fun, please avoid shows like Disney's Hercules or Little Mermaid, unless you're going to take that and give me a whole new cast. Like, I don't want you to be like, Sierra Boggess will play Little Mermaid. Like, it's been done. No, I want to hear, like, I want to hear some, like, fierce, random casting choices. Does it need to be a musical already? No, not at all. Okay. And if it's not a musical, you're going to tell me who's writing the music for it. Oh, oh my goodness. I feel like I need, like, 30 minutes to do like some, uh, some, uh, you know, work, but I, I can come up with it on the spot. Do you, Ben, do you need a minute too? No, I'm ready. Okay. So I was going to say like, <laughs> you go first, you go first, Benji. You, I was going to say, I, I know Ben's got, <laughs> well, my all time favorite, um, uh, cartoon or Disney villain is, Oh fuck. I knew her name. It's the evil queen in snow white before she becomes the hag witch. Yes. Uh, it's a what? similar name to Maleficent, but it's not the Maleficent. the evil queen? Yeah. Is it- no, but she actually has a name. It's like, actually, I think it's like a, um, it sounds like a Viking name or something. Mm. I can't remember mm. it, but I uh, love Grimhilda? her. Grimhilda? Yes. Yes. Oh, and okay. She's got yeah. that like black skull cap under the crown. Amazing. And yeah. in my book, Amazing. she always has been the fairest one of all. And tie back to Husky B. Arthur, because there was a hit production of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs live on stage at Radio City Music Hall in 1979. Or I think it ran for a couple of years. It's actually one of the first like live stage shows I saw. And the woman who played that role was Anne Francine, who had replaced B. Arthur in MAME and then went on to do the revival of name with Angela Lansbury and is a longtime Vera first time caller. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, but of course I would cast as Grimhilda, uh, none other than Patty Lapone. Yeah, uh, it'll be uh, a little easier for her to play one half of the character than the other, but that is what makeup and styling is for. And um, I guess then the answer to play Snow White would be Laura Benanti. Um, who just uh, okay. looks the part and would sing all that crazy, I'm wishing, I'm wanting that just so, mm-hmm. so beautifully. And, um, oh God, uh, I guess I just get to pick the Broadway actor that I have the most hots for, for the yes, handsome prince. Yes, pretty much. Um, so maybe like uh, Brandon Victor Dixon would be my... Yeah. Ooh. And that song he sings is like one of the most beautiful and pure love songs. The one, one song I have, but one song. Like it's... Oh yeah, most, that's beautiful. It's the most... Thank you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the most stunning, like just stand there and belt in your face tenor song. It's lovely. Mm. We do enjoy a stand there and belt in your face tenor song. Yes. Okay, Daniel, do you need more time? I just just vamp for just like 
two more minutes. I'm just well, like getting my cast list together. While he's thinking, I usually, this is where I see, I really need Daniel's collaboration, but, uh, <laughs> but I, because I feel like the seven dwarfs offer like a really wonderful um, oh, casting totally. opportunity. Oh yes. I just, I just so haven't many... gotten to it yet in my mind, but I know oh that God. there are, I mean, obviously Andrew Keenan Bulger will figure in somewhere as will the other two Keenan Bulgers. <laughs> um, actually, I think it'll be the Keenan Bulgers and the Fosters. And, oh, yes. uh, and Jen Cody will be an honorary foster as will Christian Borle. Just, yeah, all the musical theater uh, <laughs> families. Yeah. yeah, and maybe like <laughs> Anne Harada and John Tartaglia. Oh my God. And uh, I, that's more than seven now. So somebody will have to just be a swing. <laughs> I'm so they're like Christian Borel you're like sort of in the family seriously he could be the huntsman the huntsman oh yeah he's got those arms yeah oh, he could totally. he's got huntsman. those Peter Pan arms yeah. I like that part. the huntsman huntsman the huntsman I love a huntsman and that's everybody right sure I mean if you find a part for Taylor Trench I'm always happy to have him in a cast oh Taylor Trench mm-hmm He's he the could apple. be the. I was gonna say he's the apple. Just like we had a bullet, we have an apple. And yeah. Is there not any little like woodland creature that like she he's has the like, mirror? The mirror. Oh, 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 of course, the Taylor Trench Patty LePone duet that we all need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although that makes me think it should be John Cameron Mitchell. And I love that you said Taylor Trench just because I have accidentally seen everything Taylor Trench has done. Lucky just because, bitch. like, he, I, I saw him in shows where he was playing the lead, but then I went to shows where the person was out and he was the cover. So, like, I saw him in a Curious Incident. Me too. He was incredible. So oh, that's, oh, I think that's who I saw too. So, yeah, so I program. just, I randomly just saw him in anything he understudied or, like, he just was on stage. I think he was the best thing in Hello Dolly, honestly. Oh, he was so good. Uh, among many good. good things, but yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, he was great. All right, Can we vamp. You ready? Oh, vamp. <laughs> you guys did so well, vamping. Um, okay, this is so hard. Okay, so I had to uh, choose. So as I when I was a kid, one of my favorite uh, Disney movies was Sleeping Beauty. Um, and a big part of that was because it was so hard to find and it was so it like, wasn't released from the vault for like years and years. So it felt like such a, um, you know, like a rare, like treat when we would rent it from the little Hollywood video. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, was thinking I would do sleeping beauty as a musical. Um, I mean, I guess, I mean, the dream, you know, would just be the same, like, um, I mean, I, I, I guess it was a Disney movie, but I would love just like this, like, you know, Alan Menken, Tim Rice team. Sure. Um, uh, I think my, my choice for, for Aurora and Prince Philip would be, I mean, probably like Annalie Ashford. Mm. I think she's oh. so great. She's one of our, uh, you know, she's one of the few like kind of, uh, rising stars that I'm really, really into. Um, and I mean, I guess with that said, I mean, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Jake Gyllenhaal as the prince, even though that, you know, would probably not be making the most use of his talents. Um, and then for the fairies, the three fairies, Flora, Fun, and yes. Meriwether, I think I would want Anne Harada, Jackie Hoffman. And then I'm trying to think, I was trying to think of a third one. And I think, 
again, maybe like not making the most of his talents, but I think I would love like Titus Burgess or someone mm. like maybe oh. like, yeah. be like, like a queer moment. Um, and then for the prince, or sorry, for the king and the queen, I would want Norbert Leo Butts and Kelly O'Hara. And then oh. for, Malef- for Maleficent, I would want Christy Neversole. Oh, oh, yes. Where do I buy my tickets? And those Christine Ebersole <laughs> and Patty Lapone standing back to back, belting the same the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> really. It's just they do it on the war paint set, those side by sides. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three shows a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh. In rap, in rap. <laughs> oh my God, Christine Ebersole is Maleficent. I'm obsessed. Oh, that's so good. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Brian, who would, what would be your movie? Oh, uh, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking. I didn't know we were going to... I've never included in Kevin's Corner. You, I don't you know just, what to do. You're just casting the lead. Okay. Um, you don't get to play the full game because it's my corner. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Gaze only. Um, Kimberly, okay. if you're thinking. Okay, hear me out. I'm going a little outside the box. Okay. Oh, okay. You know how we have these no. like these like like Springsteen on Broadway. Like they're using the stage and they're using the theater and doing that. I want there to be power line on Broadway. Okay. So deep cut, power deep line, cut. power line, the, uh, the, the rock from star a, from a, a goofy, goofy movie. movie. Um, oh, right. Uh, I want a power line concert on Broadway as played by, uh, Bruno Mars. Oh yeah. Mm. I want a Bruno Mars power. It's like line. A, when Garth Brooks was Chris Gaines. Like yes, hundred percent. Leave it to pay. me. Leave it to Brian for me to give him the entire world of opportunity to pick a cool fantasy movie, and he picked a jukebox musical starring a celebrity. Well done, Brian. You never said it was a jukebox. <laughs> First of all, I ne- whoa. There's a there's a lot of inferences that you're making based on my uh, situation, but I, that's that's what I'm going with. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, if if there was a way to lose Kevin's corner, you just lost. Uh, <laughs> Kimberly, what's your choice? Can you say the rules for the movie I have to pick again? Because I also didn't okay. know I was included. Just any cartoon. Great. So it's Fox and the Hound. Okay. Oh, oh um, devastating. And it will be. You need some really good animal handlers for that. Yeah. It's just the it's the warhorse team. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the warhorse team. One hundred percent. Yeah, and it's um, 
Jordan Fisher and Ben Platt. Mm. Oh, that would be really pretty. I'm trying, I was trying oh, to think of the most puppy dog eyes I could find. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And somehow I love that. that's where I went. And also, is everyone else excited about The Life of Pi eventually coming to Broadway? Mm. Use moi? The Life of Pi, the movie, like that was the book about like oh, the I'm, guy I'm who familiar. was... familiar. It's coming to Broadway? Yeah, it's on. It's in London right now. The team from Warhorse. Oh. Wait, really? It did. I didn't, I, is it a musical? I don't think so. Does the tiger sing? Uh, no, but it's like it's like with like Warhorse. There's like eight puppeteer actors mm-hmm. who are doing this giant tiger, and apparently it's breathtaking. Mm. So I loved I loved that movie they did of it. Um, speaking of animation, did you guys uh, have you guys seen the photos from that Miyazaki Spirited Away? live yes, production they're doing it's coming in Tokyo. To, oh. Yeah, it's coming to streaming. <gasps> no way. You're going to be able to watch it. Yeah, oh, I read where? that today. There. Uh, let me look it up. I forget. Oh, I saw it on TikTok today. Um, I was let like me literally look it up where I saw it. about to plan a trip to Tokyo. You're so good at Tokyo because that's the end of Kevin's Corner. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> You're welcome. Hulu. Live again. action Spirited Away uh, play wow. to stream on Hulu this summer. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm so That's happy. amazing. Yeah. I mean, talk about puppeteer. I mean, making a, that musical, or I don't know if it's musical. I think it's just a play, but uh, out of that beautiful anime film is yeah, that's really, a perfect really movie. exciting. July 3rd and 4th, there are live streaming the performances. Mm. That's so cool. Oh, cool. Um, I have not seen that film because it's a cartoon, but... It's wonderful. It's amazing. Speak, um, just so you, if you if you care, HBO Max. All of the Studio Ghibli movies are on HBO Max. All the Miyazaki yes. movies are there. During the pandemic, I watched them all. They're spectacular. Um, I'm working my way through them right now. Yeah, um, is that is that the director or is that like the like the story writer or all of it? Miyazaki is the director. Studio Ghibli is the is like his company. Got it. Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of live performances, uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys do on Monday nights. Well, uh, we have started uh, this new show called Cast Offs every Monday at 8 at Club Coming in the East Village. It's just an hour long uh, kind of game show slash variety show slash comedy show that we do. Um, kind of happened organically uh, out of our podcast on uh, Broadway World and Broadway Podcast Network. And then during the pandemic, it was uh, we, we added on a live stream, a weekly live stream component. And that went really well. And that was really fun. And we kind of developed some different uh, theatery segments and diva adjacent segments and audience participation games during that live stream. Uh, and after, you know, last summer when COVID was, you know, supposedly coming to a, to a close, we were, we had this conversation about maybe translating it to a live setting. Uh, so that's what we've done. And it's, it's been really fun so far. That's amazing. Um, just so everyone knows, um, in the description of this episode will be links to their show. So you can find it through that. Um, but I guess, what do you want? Like, we always ask this when someone comes on with, you know, with a show, like what, People come, they see it, they leave. What do you want them to, we talk about like nostalgia and all that. Like, what do you want them to kind of leave with? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I mean, 
The smell of burnt to- toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of a joke answer. I mean, first of all, it's free. It's free, so they're leaving not having spent a whole boatload of money, which oh. is good. Oh, you mean because um, our, our show is free? Yes, yes. Oh, is that what you were asking us? What they want to take from our show? Yeah, yes. yeah. From oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant today. <laughs> oh, oh no! I don't. I, I don't care what they take from Broadway. Said so I wanted to know what they think after your show. What do you? What feeling do you want them in, in imbued with? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think, think it's just fun. It's just like I want them just to have a casual place to go, where um, you know, like Daniel said, it's free. There's no cover. It's early. It's short. There's Broadway stuff. They can participate. They can win a prize or they can just sit back and laugh. And mm-hmm. it's um, just kind of like a low commitment thing that we that they just know is there uh, every week that they don't have to sort of plan that they can just yeah. they can fit in to what they've already got going on or when they don't have anything going on. They can make that the thing, you know, it's yeah, all it's this millennial chill. heard was low commitment. <laughs> yeah, it's very low commitment. Um, it's it's very short, so it's like the time it takes you to watch an episode of you know whatever show you're watching, uh, Tiger King. Uh, it, you can watch one of our shows and um, hopefully learn something. Uh, I, I also think uh, you know we have a lot of kind of regulars who come back and mm-hmm. um, a lot of friends and friends of the show, and I and they're all becoming friends and they're all getting to know each other and even even during the pandemic when we were doing the live stream like some mm-hmm. of our um like I, one of our listeners and friends in South Africa became like besties with one of our friends here in New York so i mean it really is just kind of That's like awesome. a little tribe you know theaters diva, uh, theater divas and you know i always tell people Ben and i were not uh purists you know we make fun of broadway just as much as we celebrate it so it's a very like low key uh uh chill environment I love that. And I'm assuming people can get like food, beverage, things like that. No at, food. Uh, no I food. mean, it's really just a hole in the wall uh, club coming. Yeah. It's the old gay bar, Eastern Blocker in my day, Wonder Bar. Uh, so, I mean, they can barely pee. <laughs> they certainly yeah. cannot order. Although, <laughs> sometimes for our, for our prizes, for our game, uh, Name That Belt, sometimes we do have uh, food items to give away, like one one uh, around Christmas time, I got all these jelly bellies in my stocking that I didn't want, so we gave those away as prizes. <laughs> then, then have- you heard it here, kids? Unwanted candy. <laughs> yes. Ben, you want to hand me down or cheeseburgers? No, or no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Ben had a lot of Girl Scout cookies one time, so we gave yeah. those away. So, are there share plates? Is there a tasting menu? <laughs> no, no. You get fries for the table. No. <laughs> but I have seen people get stuff delivered. So I feel like it's a very, it's very fascinating. Yeah, it's not fancy. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> I no, imagine a like a hotel, place, yeah. like, no, yeah, like no. a hotel, like grab a kind bar. It's not the Carlisle. Way. You'll see somebody so like, like eating a slice of pizza in a white paper bag. You know, yeah, that. I was going to yeah. say, like, so I could get like, I can get like the bur- the burrito family meal from Taco Bell and like yeah. roll on in. Oh my God. I'll bring McDonald's, Please. you bring Taco Bell, Brian comes say, with Wendy's. It's not even the kid. It's not even the cantina. It's just regular Taco Bell. Yeah. I don't even think I've been to the cantina. That's too they, fancy. They're actually they're kind of fancy. Is that the one on like? There's one in Hell's Kitchen, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one on thirty, like by like thirty fourth and eighth almost, and it's like mm. it's it's fancy. You're like, you what's walk this in cute and, place. Oh, it's um, Taco Bell. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you're like 
you're like, I can't it's believe like I'm right s- under Pearl Studios. Like the it, things yeah, that was it still feels that fancy, but like you're adding nacho cheese sauce to stuff. Oh. So like you're like, mm. I don't know if I feel fancy when I'm getting a Doritos taco. But no, that's, Doritos not, that's, taco. that's that's dirty talk. I but do they have do they have alcohol? Do they have like margaritas and stuff? They they have beer, right? They do. They have like <laughs> they have like am, alcohol at the top. That's the whole point, right? It's called cantina. Yeah. Cantina. Yeah. Oh, is, yeah. Is I that imagine, what that means? Yeah. I don't I, I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. Oh, Daniel, let me like, translate. Cantina means canteen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the stage door cantina in Hills. Yes. You should do a show oh, there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. At the dog about hundred percent. Oh my god. Make it. There would be well, food. Live yeah, from the I mean, cantina. That will be like the next, you know, uh only a matter of time before they have an open mic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the at the cantina. Yeah. Tonight we're seeing Joanna Gleason at the cantina. Find signs <laughs> at the Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, small plates. Well, you can get a Dorito taco. <laughs> <laughs> Yo quiero find signs. <laughs> uh should we play a game? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Speaking of your show, um, I made a game of plot points, but I've changed the title to career highlights, and I've scrolled through some of the people you've appreciated in the past. Mm, So I have a list of some ladies, um, and then a list of, obviously, like, picked all of their best songs. Um, So when it's your turn, you'll just, I don't know, scroll or something. (laughs) <laughs> to pick a card, basically, um, of one of each. So you'll get a lady and a song. And so have us try and guess both. So sing basically the resume of the woman you've received mm. um, to the tune of the song. Okay. Uh, so that we can guess both. Oh, the God. All right. Can we do a practice round? Yeah, Kevin something? will go first to sort of demonstrate. Oh, great. With and your raspy BR. I got it. We got a kid. Um, Kevin, why don't you just pick like two numbers between one and ten, and we'll we'll do it that way. I will do six and eight because they are my favorite numbers. Are they? Yeah, I like the ones that you get to do like a like a curlier circle. Mm, you like a good squiggle. I do. Mm-hmm, I understand. I understand. I'm all about it. Okay. Do you see the two in the chat? Oh God! Um, Is that helpful, or do you want to get a different for either or? Um, because I have a lot. Can I have a different for the second one? Oh, yeah. Yep, I can do this cool. one. Um, okay. She is really good, but there's a problem. Hold on, I got to figure out a good key. <laughs> uh, yeah, are you going we, Patty or Madonna key? Uh, yeah, I, we're going for Madonna, like Madonna low. Um, all right. Um, okay, okay. She can't say June. She has a problem with saying this month it's so hard. Oh, Leslie, oh, I know. Let's not go. Yes. And she can't stop saying this month incorrectly, but she is so good and she's really so smart. And I think she's the best. And she is really uh, so good. Ula, Ula, Ula. Oh, Lashans. Oh, Ula. Yes, but it, what song did she sing? Song. 
Oh, song on the set. I saw uh, what I've, I've come to look. Hey, oh, waiting, waiting for, for life. life to begin. Yeah, <laughs> waiting for life. Uh, <laughs> that is literally, I love that. I literally heard your brain calculating what song it was. You were like, no, John, right, right, right. It was like I, the Rolodex was flipping. <laughs> waiting for life. Yes, that was it. All right, Brian, you're up. Two numbers between one and ten. I'll go with double three, three and three. All mm. right. Oh, I spelled that wrong, but you'll understand. Yeah. Oh, no, those two match. You can't be that one. You're getting four. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. You understand what I mean? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, new. I need a new song. No? I'm ashamed of you. That's fine. I am too. I don't know what it was, but I'm ashamed too. I I uh can I have another one. I know it, but I I, need, I want another one. Brian. This is not my wheelhouse. Wow, wow, wow. When it, we're done, I'm going to reveal those three songs he didn't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, I only know the line of these songs. That's like, fine. Just sing that line over and over. All right, give it to us, Brian. Okay. Uh, she was in the show, the songs from. Uh, she was also in Cats. Uh, she uh, was in Carrie. Betty Buckley. Betty Buckley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and she was also in. Uh, uh, sorry. Now I'm just thinking of the lyric. Oh, this, I'm, this is a crash and burn for me. Um, uh, she was also in a, a split, and this is why she is great. She was. Uh, is it I'm getting not, to know you? No. Well, they do kind of sound. They sound very similar. Oh, that's funny. Oh, is it passes by? Yes. Yes. Sorry, I cheated for you, Brian. <laughs> That's totally <laughs> fine. Just humming it. This is not so. A lot of these songs on this list, I I do not listen to a lot of these shows. I know the songs. If I heard, it, I know what it Wait, was. But so I really what were they? Only, well, she might use them again. But, so, but like, I I only really know like in terms of like what's internalizing me. I only really know the like the like two verses that includes the, the the chorus. So no. just to clarify, are we holding up before the parade passes by as an example of a song you do know? I do know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you prove that to us just now? No, <laughs> no. But I was worried to give you any other song from that list. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, just, I don't think I don't Penny know. in my pocket was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah, ben, would you like a turn? Oh, yes, please. Two numbers between one and ten. Okay. Uh, three and five. Oh, I love you so much. Um, Got it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's sad this person died. It's tragic she got cancer and she died when she was still too young. Oh, Maren Maisie. 
But this woman wasn't Joseph. She oh. was the best narrator. Beachman. But she never got the chance to play Norma Desmond. She was a brilliant actress. She was a wonderful singer. She and was you never here. And you know, never will. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, not for me, not for anyone who knows him. Uh, uh, you don't know this man. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Is well the best done. game ever. This <laughs> <laughs> is a good game. You can steal this from you, Kimberly. Oh, You're really absolutely good at that. anytime. I will we will call we will it play. the Kimberly game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will be like, who? <laughs> I love that. Dana, oh would you God. like a turn? Yes, please. <laughs> Two numbers between one and ten. Uh, was that one, was that one of the songs Brian didn't know? By the way, no, it was not. Okay, I will. That was choose. the one I wasn't going to give him, and I made I, him do before the parade passes. I I want to be very clear that I know those songs. Like I know them. I just cannot regurgitate them to you because, like, I'm realizing now that like my li- it's very interesting i'm like i'm like vehemently defending myself before you no. know. like well, you're, you're like the little kid who's like i don't need to take this test i know it teacher i got it up here no, uh, yes that's mm-hmm. that's definitely true but also like i'm realizing that like my we but we talk about this all the time my musical theater knowledge of what i know very well is so different than the two of them um maybe it's because i'm a straight guy maybe it's like i don't know what the reason like well i mean yes that's probably it but like the things that i know very well are very different from the things that they know very well and i just before the things are revealed later on um i just want i'm going to defend myself again in five minutes but i'm just i'm just putting it out there I'm like, you don't know all of Linda Edder's albums that are non-musical theater. Dude, I didn't listen to any of that. Like, that's the stuff I never listened to. I don't listen. I didn't listen. I listened to the divas if they were in a album. But I, I, those are good things that were not on repeat for me. But Brian, to get to the big time, you need you big, big time, time friends. friends. <laughs> I want to make sure my big time never ends. It's, she's the best. It's the most ridiculous oh albums ever. All right, Kimberly, all right sorry. Two numbers. Uh, one and nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a late night, yes, sir. <laughs> Leads to good press, sir. <laughs> Worth all the sweating. <laughs> Worth it, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, okay. It's doable, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I... I don't have a voice that's made for Broadway, but I I don't like to go on stage without a friend. Elaine Stritch. Elaine Stritch. And with Harry here and Louis here. And ladies, don't tell la- me here. Ladies who lunch? No, no, no. no. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm going to start over. Uh, uh, I used to sing at the car lot. It's, it's June is busting out all over. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Daniel took it a step further than actually doing any lane in practice. Yeah, he played the lane. (laughs) (laughs) You like drunk history to that. I love that. (laughs) All right, Kevin, you get to pick two numbers for me and I will have a turn. All right, your number is nine and ten. I keep getting ones that match. 
Okay, nine and oh, you got it. Yeah, unless you want to give me a second, different second number. No, go for it. Let's see what happens. <clears throat> Can you hear Jay streaming in the back? Yes. Cool. Everyone, my husband's playing a video game for the internet to hear and play. And Broadway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just so you know, someone just got a gifted sub. Here we are. <laughs> my husband is still out there looking for me. <laughs> He'll be there soon. He's just playing a video game quickly. <laughs> um, okay. She has been in shows on Tuesdays and in When you walk through a storm, hold your hand up high. And uh, when you see uh, her loving you, I'm passwords. Yes. Yeah, find your growl. Oh. And Donna Murphy. That oh, is amazing. Fresh. I love Donna Murphy so much. So Perfect. Much. Do you want me to just um, do the one Brian couldn't do and see if you can get it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll pick it. a different person. Because I know those. You songs. will get it. That's true. You just can't regurgitate them or approximate them. <laughs> well, this brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not leaving without my uh, Harrington photos. <laughs> Wait, this is actually very hard. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Justice um, for Brian. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She has been on Avenue Q. Amarada. Yes. Ooh. He has and been. then last I saw her as poop in emoji land of Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on. Pure imagination. Hmm? Pure imagination? No. Uh... And on the hit show, Smash, where she played a stage manager in this city. Oh. That show was set oh. in the stage. Oh. The, the one me. Oh, oh, oh. See, oh. in my <laughs> NYC. Yes, I just wrote star to be solo and Brian yes. did not know oh, what I meant. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And um, the other one was Ladies Who Lunch. If you had belted it. Yeah, I wasn't used to the, the Kelly O'Hara version. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a little known track. She just. <laughs> I was like, is it from Light in the Piazza? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God, it was so no, beautiful. Um, okay, you guys, I have to run because my, my seamless is here. They weren't supposed to deliver till 8.30, but they were <laughs> on it. Here you are. Let's go. No worries. That's the well, end that, of the that, game. That has been yeah. career highlights. It's been so, certainly a career to highlight for me. I'll say that much. Yes. <laughs> ben and I are going to do some tinkering and some theft with that <laughs> game. Oh, absolutely. Um, but that does bring us to the end of our episode. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, check in the bio uh, a description of this episode for the club coming information. Um, we really appreciate you coming here. Check them out Monday nights at 8 p.m. at club coming. Uh, it's called cast offs with Ben Rimmelauer and Daniel Nolan. Check it out. Obviously, it's going to be 
super, super fun. And it is already fun. Um, so go check that out. Thank you gentlemen so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate you taking the time. This was a lot Thank of fun. Thank you guys. Thank you. you guys so are so much fun. We love Broadway. Sid. <sighs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, well, thank you for joining us. Um, we end every episode with a quote. We and, do. Yeah, we do. We do. And this one is, um, uh, um, uh, I didn't write anything down, and now I can't think of any quotes. Here's <laughs> the ladies who lunch. The song here, Ryan here, didn't know. Here, I know ladies who lunch. Thank you very much. I just couldn't sing anything outside of here's to the ladies who lunch. So the quote today is here's to the ladies who lunch. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, yeah. Yes, you can follow us at Broad Wasted. You can follow us um, on all social media platforms. Follow Kimberly Cooper, uh, uh, Kimber Coops or whatever it is on TikTok. Um, you can find Kimber us on Coops. Patreon. Big shout out to Holly Butcher who just joined our Patreon. Not just, but we're just getting to it. Um, thank you so much for joining the Patreon. We really appreciate Holly. Shout out to Holly. Woo. Ooh, holla, holla, holla. Um, but yes, you can find us wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, rate and review us there. Five stars, please. please. Thank you. We always raise a glass and we say. Cheers. 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 Um, yes. And for those of you who are watching this video on Patreon, I'm going to share a picture. If I yes. We're all waiting with bated breath. Oh, oh beautiful. <laughs> I was like, screen grab, screen grab. <laughs> <laughs> like six, this was like six years ago, five years ago, something like that. Beautiful. So good. <laughs> so good. But thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Bye, y'all. <laughs>